You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Project Life Mastery Podcast, where it's all about inspiring change and transforming lives. And here's your host. He's an Amazon best-selling author, six-figure blogger, internet marketer, and one of the top life coaches in the world, Stefan Palernos. Hey guys, Stefan here, and I've got a great person to introduce you guys today. He's a good friend of mine named Darren Jacklin. He's uh, been a friend of mine for years now, and Darren is a corporate trainer. He's a motivational speaker travels all over the world speaking at different events, coaching people, he's an author. There's just so many amazing things about this guy that I want to share with you. And I thought it'd be a good opportunity because he lives in Vancouver, he's just in town for a limited time right now, to get together with him and pick his brain, record it on a video so that you guys can benefit from it and be introduced to his works as well. So I've got a lot of great stories to to, uh, share with you guys about Darren, and Darren, I just want to thank you for taking the time today to join me. Absolutely. Grateful and, to be uh, here. Awesome. You got a so, great place. Thank you. Thank Keep you. Keep working hard. <laughs> uh, so I've known you since I was 21 years old, mm-hmm. um, about seven years ago, and the way that I met Darren was um, I was a dating coach at the time, running Lifestyle Transformations, and I put together this seminar where I brought in all these different speakers. I didn't even know anyone, but I was able to contact you and contact a few other people, Filled the room with about a hundred people, and Dern was one of the speakers at this event. You captivated the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, you engaged me, and and I think from there on out, you became a role model and an inspirational figure for me in my life. And I don't know if you remember a certain moment, but I do. It was after this seminar. We were at the White Spot, just down here in Vancouver, mm-hmm. and um, we were talking a little bit. And you asked me how old I was. I was twenty-one. And you said to me that I was going to be a millionaire by the time I was 30. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you recall that, but I, I remember thinking about that so much throughout the last few years. And it gave me a lot of confidence because someone like you that I looked up to had that belief. Mm-hmm. And you just said it was like inevitable, like you're going to do really well because I was so young. I was doing a lot of great things in my life. And mm-hmm. um, it really changed me for the better. And since then, I've had you speak at different events that I've put forward. Um, we became good friends. We lived together for a period of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we traveled to Anaheim together and everything. And so you've really made a big difference uh, in my life. And I think maybe the first area that we could go into is just maybe you sharing your story about how you got into doing what you do, where you were previously, sure. and then where you are today. Sure. So I have a very interesting uh, childhood story of uh, you know overcoming adversities and challenges and setbacks. You know, I was a kid who was labeled most likely not to ever succeed in public high school, in public education. 
Uh, you know, I was a kid who very low self-esteem, was very uh, socially awkward in public school. Uh, you know, didn't feel like I fit in. Uh, I was bored. School was to me was very boring. Yeah. I didn't feel I fit in. And then when I left high school in Swift Current, Saskatchewan, Canada, I did multiple suicide attempts to end my life. I figured that I didn't matter. I felt invisible. I felt aloof. And it, what happened was my last attempt was actually in Vernon, British Columbia, Canada, in the Okanagan Valley, out by a golf course called Predator Ridge. And when I did my final attempt, I realized I, I, I couldn't do it. I didn't have the guts to do it. So I actually drove in to see a guidance counselor and a psychologist, and I spent some time with her in this, this program. And then she referred me to Dale Carnegie training, and then that led into what they call Toastmasters or Toastmasters International training. And I spent 11 years in that environment, my early 20s, immersed in that environment. And during that time, I, I, I went through a lot of different things. I, I, I made a bunch of money, and I, and I uh, was involved in a major car crash. And I got an insurance settlement. So I didn't know. I, I just wanted to make money and be successful by 23 years of age. So what I did in my early 20s is I went ahead and I uh, co-signed a loan for two guys for a business without doing any research, no due diligence, didn't know anything. Everything was done on a handshake. And four months later, uh, the bank called a demand loan in this startup business company, startup company, and I lost everything. I had collections after me, creditors after me, lawsuits against me, eight years of legal battles. Wow. And uh, it was brutal. I was in the ring every day being beaten. And it taught me a lot about mental toughness, mindset, uh, overcoming adversities, rejections, challenges, uh, you know, having to prepare myself, not knowing what was gonna happen next hour. And then I actually ended up on, on the streets homeless in Vernon, British Columbia. I was on welfare for a few months. I ended up living in an apple orchard underneath an apple tree during nighttime. Daytime, I'd, I'd be around Vernon and stuff like that. And it was just, I realized that no one was coming to rescue me. You know, I could pray, I could meditate, I could look for people, but everybody had their own agenda. Everybody was busy with their own lives, just trying to get through life, personally, professionally. And I realized that I had to rescue myself. And that was a defining moment in my life and realized that nobody was coming to rescue me. See, I always had to wait and for, for society to give me permission to do something. And I realized that I had to give myself permission to actually go do something. Right. Wow. That's awesome. So what got you out of that position? What were some of the, the steps that you took or, or changing your beliefs or mindset that helped you get out of that place that you're in sure. to now become successful? Key thing was back then I was at the public library frequently, personal development, professional development, audio cassette tapes and CDs, avid reader of books. Even though I, I sucked in school reading books, I didn't do well in English in school. But I knew that leaders are readers and I knew that successful people, success leaves clues. And so when I started to get around people, I started to watch their actions and their behavior. And I started to notice patterns. I started to notice consistent things that they were doing. And even though sometimes it was boring doing those success habits over a period of time, I had to create fun and curiosity of it and just by doing it. And so, you know, I learned years ago in my early 20s that, you know, if you just read 10 pages a day times 365 days in a calendar year, that's 3,650 pages, which is 12 to 15 books cover to cover in a year. Now, I, the average CEO in North America in a Fortune 100 company reads an average of five to six books cover to cover per month. And I average five to seven books a month now, right? right. right? And sometimes even more. And so, so reading every day. Another big thing is your calendar drives your business. So I got a paper day timer. Now I use Google calendars, electronic calendars. And so what I do is I can show anybody by sitting down with them how successful, how productive you're going to be in your life just by looking at your calendar. Wow. How you manage your time and your activities within that time because we're all given 24 hours in a day. So the key thing is number one is looking at your life in terms of how you set your life by design. And then I was taught years ago was that 
you know, figure out, you know, write down on paper the lifestyle you love to create. Even if you don't know how you're going to do it, even though financially you can't afford to do it, write it down on paper. It doesn't have to make any sense. Just start writing things down and then start to ask or interview men and women who already. So if you want to get a BMW car, write down you want a BMW car on paper. Right. Then go to a mall, go to a BMW dealership, find somebody who's driving a BMW and say, listen, how did you get that car? Right. You know, successfully, because what did you do? Yeah. And become curious like a kid asking questions. And so I started to do that. I started to say, because I was always taught, you know, you go to school, work all your life. And then you retire, and then you go live your life because you're retired. Yeah. Whereas I want to create my life by design, by you know traveling the world, doing what I love and loving what I do. Yeah. Now it's not always easy. You've got to work hard for it. You got to take massive, consistent action. You got to go around the right environment of people, and you got to always be leveling up in what you're doing. Yeah. The key thing is reading every day, going to courses, workshops, uh, mentors, coaches, being around an environment. I can walk you through later in this interview, want step by step what I do on a given day to kind of give you the framework of what I do to create the high levels of success. Awesome. You know, I think one thing that really made a difference in my life that I learned from you, and you actually did this at a seminar you spoke at that I put on years ago, was de uh, designing your ideal day. Absolutely. Perfect day. And I remember you took us through, you had the, the workbook and everything for it, but you took us through step by step, mm -hmm. everything from what time you'd wake up at, mm -hmm. the first thing you do in the morning, what'd you have for breakfast, would you have a personal chef, like all this stuff. and. Mm -hmm. What that did for me, it opened my mind up because I never had that much clarity mm -hmm. and was never that specific before about that kind of stuff. And the amazing thing is by doing that process and having that written out and focusing on it, I started to manifest it. Mm -hmm. I started to attract. Mm -hmm. And I think my life today is everything that I thought of like years before. And I, I was actually just looking at things I used to write out when I was 18, 19 years old. And almost everything that I wrote down has come true. Mm -hmm. So do you want to share a little bit about that process sure. and manifesting things in your life? Absolutely. Sure, yeah. And I'll even take it to a higher level since the last time we've talked. So what I do now is, uh, you know, I've had a chance to be around 10 different billionaires, celebrities, a lot of celebrities, royal families, uh, presidents of countries now uh, around the world. And so as you go and you meet different levels of influence at different levels who are best in class, they all work at different levels. Mm -hmm. And so what I've learned, so what I do now is I wake up Monday to Friday, I'll wake up at five o'clock in the morning. So the 5 a.m. club, I call it. Some people have a 5 a.m. gym club or a yoga club. I join the 5 a.m. wake up club, right? I wake up at five o'clock in the morning and what I do is the first thing I do is a thing called the five Tibetan rites. And anybody, you can just Google that or just go to youtube.com. It's called the five Tibetan rites. And it's a daily practice of, of an exercise. Uh, in North America, in our culture, people go to the gym and use gym memberships and workout gear. But indigenous cultures and people around the world in various different countries, they don't have gym equipment. They don't, they don't go to a gym. They're out in the forest. They're out in their villages. They're in, in their small towns. They've done things for centuries. And, and they've, they've lived long, prosperous lives and very healthy lives. So I was on this quest uh, you know, in the last while. And I'm grateful to a woman, uh, Janice, who actually introduced me to the five Tibetan rites. And, and Janice Cranko taught me this about the five Tibetan rights. So I started doing it. It's changed my life. So what you do is you do the five Tibetan rights for 10 to 15 minutes every morning. Then what I do is I write out my goals or my targets of what I want to achieve today, uh, this week, this quarter, this year, next two years, and then outrageous goals that I have no idea how I'm going to achieve. No idea. Like they're totally off the charts outrageous. Here's what I do is I write my goals out every morning. When I wake up and every night before I go to bed and I write them whenever I have a, 
uh, a failure, rejection, a drawback, a setback, something that doesn't go away, I write it again. And by doing that, I write my goals at a minimum of 720 times in a calendar year. Oh, wow. And it changes the game. It changes the game. Here's the thing. Statistically, in North America, internationally, 95% of the population will never write a goal down on paper. 95% will never write a goal down. Of the 5%, 4% will actually write their goals down one to two times a year, usually around Christmas or New Year's. The 1%, the billionaire level, write down their goals daily, two to three times a day. So I want to be, I want to be at that level, right, in terms of mindset and consciousness. So I write my goals down a minimum of 720 times a year, and it, it's mind-boggling with accelerated results in terms of manifestation of what I achieve with velocity. Because every morning I wake up, I'm fully conscious, and I'm awake and aware with my goals. How do I start my day? And then when I retire at nighttime, before I go, rather than watch the evening news on television, yeah. my mindset's focused on my goals. And then whenever I have a failure, a setback, rejection, things blow up or go sideways, I look at my goals yeah. so I know where I'm going towards versus where I just came from in terms of the failure, right? I, I look at the going forward. And it's amazing what happens. It's amazing, yeah. Um, do you want to share the story about how you were able to manifest a mansion, multi-million sure. mansion that you lived in? Absolutely, yeah. That's pretty cool. You know, I was on a course, a personal development course, uh, back in uh, 2003 here in Vancouver, Landmark Education. I was doing the Landmark Forum. And when I left, I was living in Vernon, British Columbia, Canada, the Okanagan Valley. And when I was leaving, it was November the 11th. I think it was 2003. It was Remembrance Day here in Canada. And I was going by um, in the lower mainland of British Columbia. There's a place called Delta, BC on Ladder Trunk Road, 10131 Ladder Trunk Road, Delta, British Columbia. And I drove by this huge mansion out in this field. And I wow. So I went down to the gas station right nearby. It was a Chevron gas station. I got a disposable camera, a Kodak disposable camera. And I came by and it was raining outside. I took a picture of this, this mansion. It was a 14,000 square foot mansion. And I went home and I developed the, uh, the disposable camera. And I took that picture and I put it up on a vision board. Mm. And this is back in like 2003, 2004, somewhere around there. And I looked at that, that picture frequently, almost daily when I was home. And it was back in 2007, I moved out to Vancouver, and I met a gentleman through a meetup.com website, a Lava Traction website. Mark Herdebees was the guy's name, great, great guy. And Mark and I met together, and he was this coach working with a guy named Bob Proctor. And I met with him to help him out. We met at a White Spot restaurant in Surrey, British Columbia. And I was sharing with Mark on how to help him with his life. He says, what do you want? I said, Mark, I want to manifest a mansion. Just your I want to manifest a mansion. It's an outrageous goal. I have no idea how I'm going to achieve it or attain it. You know, it's unrealistic, but it's not about hitting the target of the goal. It's, it's, it's the, what we call capacity or the potential to even think or comprehend something like that in an unrealistic way. So I think it's not about hitting, if you want to be a billionaire or multimillionaire, it's not about achieving that. My goal now is to build a $50 million net worth. Right? It's to expand my mindset to that level in terms of what I can do in terms of humanitarian and philanthropy around the world. So what the mansion was, I, uh, Mark says, well, hey, I know someone is looking after a mansion. Two days later, he took me out to this mansion, and it was vacant. Nobody was living in the mansion. And this house is owned by an affluent family from Asia. And I ended up voluntarily painting in this mansion for a couple of weeks. I was in a relationship breakup, and it gave me a chance just to, just to refocus and recalibrate myself and realign myself going forward. And I volunteered, and then the people that were caretaking looking after the place said, hey, why don't you move into it? So I ended up moving into this 14,000 square foot mansion. And it wasn't until a few months later, I was with my father, and I was going through um, some stuff I had in storage, 
And I moved a box one day and all of a sudden this box tipped and it broke open and a bunch of these photos popped out and there was the photo that I'd packed off my vision board before I moved was the same house that I took a picture of and was visualized for these years. Now, four or five years later, I moved into the house and was living there. That's awesome. So you went from living in a tree house yeah. years before, struggling in debt, yeah. creditors out Financially you, broke. To living in this mansion that you manifested. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, and it was just... You know, I, I've had peaks and valleys throughout my life, and I've learned that success is a series of well-managed failures. But it's just success to me, or failure to me now is fa failure is just feedback. Yeah. Right. I made some wrong turns in my life at the time. I didn't know the wrong turns, but I'm blessed and grateful because those experiences, when I blew things up, um, you know, and I got myself in these situations, there's a lot of life lessons in that, mm -hmm. and a lot of skills, tools for the toolbox that we use now. So I'm grateful, and so now. Going forward is I make mistakes every day, yeah. but those mistakes are learning opportunities and lessons to propel me forward, even advance me forward. And when you're setting unrealistic goals and targets, and you have no idea what's going to happen, and you don't know anybody around you that's ever achieved something like that, here's the thing that I've learned in my life from experience now, is how you know when, when you're on target as a man or on purpose when you're playing another level, as soon as you set unrealistic goals or targets at another level, you're going to attract into your life new problems and new challenges you've never had. So all of a sudden, when new problems and new challenges surface in your life, you know that you're leveling up. Right, right. Because all of a sudden, it's like, well, I, how do I deal with this problem? I've never faced all this before. And if you go to your peer group, people around you are like, oh my gosh, I'm like, well, what are you going to do? You're going to quit? You're going to go get a job? What are you going to do? Then you know that around you, you've leveled up to the next level because the people in your peer group or your inner circle, they don't know how to solve that problem or challenge. Now you know that you're not at the next level. Right. That's awesome. So going back to the manifestation, so the process for that is... You, you know, you, uh, you believe in vision boards, mm -hmm. writing it out, and just the focus on that consistently. Absolutely. And it could just be as big as you want it to be. It doesn't, you know, matter the limits, mm -hmm. limits on it or anything, but you set it, you're specific about it, and you're focusing on that consistently. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else that you do for that? Yeah, so what I do is I, uh, I set the goal. I write out my journal every day. It's non-negotiable. I have a vision board. I also listen to music on an iPod. So I use certain music that triggers me as an anchor Put me into a big state. I use a rebounder, a miniature little trampoline a lot of times, and I'll bounce on the miniature trampoline. And sometimes even when I'm staying in hotels, I'll actually ask if it's a four or five star hotel, I'll ask the concierge if they have a trampoline. Sometimes they don't have it, sometimes they'll get one for me. Right. And I'll use it and I'll bounce on it in the morning, and it puts me into a state of a high peak performance state, right, right. is what I do. And then also what I do is I get around people who are already living the ideal lifestyle or have what I want to achieve in my life. And I make sure I shake hands with that person. And I spend time with that person because success leads to So if I'm around people, that if I have a certain unrealistic goal or target whether it's financial or health or relationship or getting the girl or guy your dreams, if I get around people who already achieved that, then I bring it more into my reality on a more consistent basis. And then it's more realistic because now there's somebody I just met that's actually already acquired and achieved it. So my next car is an Audi R8. Right? So I've been around a bunch of people recently that drive Audi R8 cars right. and got a chance to go in one. And then I also on YouTube, if you go onto YouTube and type in Audi, 8 R, R, Audi R8, I think it's test driver drive, you can actually, there's a guy with a pro, GoPro camera, he actually drives the car for three minutes. Yeah. So every morning as part of my daily uh, method of operation, yeah. I visualize by driving the Audi R8, I put the headphones in and I hear the hum hum and I drive the car like as if I'm driving a video game. Yeah. And I virtualize it and experience awesome. it every day. Yeah. And it's powerful. So one of the things I know you're really amazing at since I've known you is just connecting with people. Yes. Like you are the most well-networked person that I've ever met. You know, people from all over the world. 
uh, you know, billionaires, multimillionaires, all types of people. Um, do you want to share just a little bit of your mindset around meeting people and attracting these high-level people in your life? Absolutely, yeah. Key thing is authenticity is be authentic, be real. Another thing is, is that when you meet people of different levels, and I've been with people from the most famous, the most successful, the most affluent, to the most impoverished, uh, underprivileged people on the planet, from all, all the, from murderers in prison I've went and done training with to all kinds of people. Uh, when you're around influential people or centers of influence, the key thing is, is praise and recognition, acknowledgement of them. I always find something that I can acknowledge them or, or uh, pay them a compliment. So if, if they're a celebrity, a new movie they came up with, or something to do with the philanthropy or a charity. So rather than being a go-getter, what can I get from this person? See, a lot of people, when they go meet a celebrity, they just want to get a photo op with the person and put it on Facebook or social media. I'm thinking to myself, how can I meet this person and stand out amongst everybody else in this crowd or they're going to meet today or this week? You know, how do I stand out differently? This person's like, man, who is this person I just met? I need to meet this. So their handlers or bodyguard or entourage or assistant says, well, you got to source this guy out. So I always look at, you know, when I meet somebody is how do I get the next meeting? Right? How do I meet from for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or on Skype, or get their mobile number and have a call with them, or text message them? So I'm always looking at how do I move forward? So one of the things I do is I find out, you know, I'll say, you know, what's the biggest challenge or problem right now you're facing in your career? Or what's something you're looking for towards next year in terms of achieving? Or, you know, if you can meet anybody in the world you haven't met yet, who would you want to meet? And then I think in my mind or in my Rolodex, who do I know that I can call upon that's a decision maker that I can execute and get the answer for me and then connect that person? Because everybody needs help or they need resources or they need something to go to the next level, whether it's personally or professionally. So I want to bridge that gap because everybody's looking for their potential. You know, it doesn't matter. I've met a number of billionaires and they're, they're always looking at, you know, whether it's self-actualization to giving their wealth away, to having successful kids, to leaving a foundation or a legacy or philanthropy or solving world problems or economic problems or diseases on the planet. They're looking at is where else can I keep going, right? And then how do I leave it and how do I make it sure? So I, you get into the conversation, you're going to be scared at times. You'll be nervous. Uh, it's human behavior. But the key thing is, is just keep going. And, and, and whenever you want to do, like whenever you meet somebody's influence, rather sit back, go push yourself, go, go for it. Because the fear is, the anticipation of pain of fear is that, oh my gosh, if I don't do it. So you've got to push yourself forward. And the more you push yourself forward, the more you get comfortable. It's like when you see a beautiful woman, like, I want to go talk to her, say hello to her. If you step back, you get scared. So you push yourself to do it and you get more comfortable. I remember one thing you used to always say is that your net worth is your network. Absolutely. And that the fortune's in the follow-up. Absolutely. And you've got some unique disciplines and processes, for example, calling people on their birthdays. Mm -hmm. you want to share a little bit about your, your follow-up with sure. people's birthdays? Yeah. People don't care about how much we know until they know how much we care about them. And it's all about building personal relationships. It's that connectivity. Mm -hmm. And so what I do is I, I when I meet somebody, sometimes people, it takes a little bit to build a relationship with them or connect with them or get them to like or trust you. So what I do is I, I, I will just say, you know, uh, I'm going to, I just went to a friend's birthday party recently. And, you know, do you like going to birthday parties? Yeah, cool. So do you ever, do you ever check out uh, astrological signs like if you're a Leo or a Sagittarius or an Aries, something like that? Oh, yeah, cool. Well, which one are you? And then they tell me what it is. Oh, yeah, cool. So that's what? Is that like March or that's February or August or December? What is that? Oh, no, it's March. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you're, you're, you're between the 1st and the 15th or 15th and 30th. And so I just play a little trivia with them and they give me their birthday. 
Then I find out what year they're born. And if they're married, I kind of find out when their wedding anniversary is. And I put that in, I'll take a note on a napkin or sometimes I'll excuse myself and go to the washroom or restroom and I'll actually go and I'll take my mobile phone and I'll actually program it into my phone. Right. And then I've got it in there. And the key thing is the fortunes and the follow-up. And so it's contact, contact, contact. And so what I'm always doing is how do you become memorable versus forgettable? Mostly when they meet somebody at a charity event or a networking event or a fundraising event or a party, when you leave, you're forgettable. Because right? people have busy lives. I want to make myself memorable, so I'm always making connectivity and following up with people. And what I always do is, is if people that are self-employed or entrepreneurs watching this, first thing you do in the morning is do what we call revenue generating activities or income producing activities. Always do that in the morning. So always make your phone calls, your phone calls first thing in the morning, but always phone people you know, on their birth dates, wedding anniversaries. And also if somebody says to you, hey listen, I'm getting a promotion here this month, or I'm going on a trip, or I'm doing something really exciting, or I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going skydiving this weekend, I'm really scared, then call them the next day and say, hey, just want to say, hey, congratulations, heard you went skydiving, or post on social media on their, on their site. And it's those little things that make such a big difference in people's lives. And you know, I, I send out thank you cards to people, I send postcards to people, I get their mailing addresses, you know, the little things. A great book to read is a book called The Five Love Languages by Dr. Gary Chapman. I don't know if you've ever read it, but it's a great book to show you about people's love languages. And it's a great way to understand relationships and relationships and people you work with, people you do business with, in terms of what their love language is and how to connect with them. And it's a great way. And, and, and the key thing is fortunes in the follow-up. Yeah. And it's follow-up, 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 follow-up. Yeah. You know? Now, I, I can recall, you know, getting phone calls from you on my birthday, or singing happy birthday and everything. And... You're just finding ways to stand out and be memorable, as you said. And I think Absolutely. that definitely goes a long way with people. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you now one unique thing that I also learned from you, and I love, there's just so much creativity here of just so many different ideas that you have, um, is receiving things complimentary. Mm -hmm. And I love this concept because I've done it many times throughout my life since learning it from you. Do you want to share a little bit about your method towards sure. receiving things complimentary? Yeah, so for, for every question that we don't ask, so for every question that we don't ask, the answer is no. And so throughout your life, as you're going about your daily life, you're interacting with people all the time. And anything that you want or need or desire is out your front door or on the internet connecting with people, right? If you want more money, it's connecting with more people. If you want to create more products and services or, or network or find the ideal man or woman of your dreams, it's all through people. So what the key thing is, is that when I'm traveling and I'm in restaurants or hotels or airports or getting rental cars, is I, I'm in a restaurant and I'm, you and I are in a restaurant right now, for example, and a server walks by and he or she says, is there anything else I can get to you? You say this language. I'm curious, what would it take to receive a complimentary dessert? Or what would it take to receive a complimentary appetizer? And the key thing is, what would it take to receive a complimentary? Not free, but using the language of complimentary. Now, when you make a request, right? Because for every question you ask, the answer is no. But the key thing is we're in the business of asking. And that's the mindset you got to develop is that we're in the business of asking, right? Just like children. Children are always asking why, why, why? So as adults, we want to start asking. So we're in the business of asking. And so when we start making requests, there's going to be three responses that somebody will come back with. Step number one is they'll accept it. They'll say, sure, we can give you a discount or we can give you a complimentary appetizer, we can give you a complimentary dessert, we can give you a complimentary upgrade in a hotel, we can give you a complimentary upgrade to first class on the airline or first class into the business executive lounge in the airport. Uh, we can give you a discount of 10 or 15 or 25% off. So step number one is they'll accept it. 
Step number two is they'll decline your request. So if you make a request, they can accept, they can decline. Now, a lot of times you deal with employees, the people that work in businesses and companies and organizations, the reason why they decline your request is step number two is because of policies and procedures within the organization. They don't have the authority. They're not a decision maker. They don't want to get into trouble. They don't want to create any conflict or challenges with their manager or supervisor or the boss or owner of the company. So they'll automatically decline it. Or sometimes they may not understand what you're doing. You know, because like no one's ever asked for it. No one's ever made a request for this. Yeah. So it's foreign to them. It's a different conversation to them. So step number one is they'll accept it. Step number two is they'll decline it. And step number three is they'll counter offer. They'll counter offer the request. And, you know, I, I, I had a situation just a few weeks ago. I was on the road traveling. And I made a request to go to an uh, executive suite of a beautiful five-star hotel. And they give me the presidential suite. Right. So their counter offer was, well, you give me something even higher level. And I walk in. It's 5,000 square feet wow. of a penthouse suite. Wow. I don't know what the price tag was, retail value on that room rental. Well, my cost is 189 bucks for the night. Right. You know what I mean? And the thing is... See, people get scared making requests, but we're in the business of asking, and that's the mindset. If you want to level up your game, start asking, asking, asking. Now, you're not going to get yes or acceptance, set number one, 100% of the time, but what it does is it increases your potential, and that's the key thing is you're leveling up as a man or woman to increase your potential of what you're capable of actually doing in the world. It's all about striving for your potential is what it is. How we measure our life is by progress. Right? So the key thing is what it is, your potential. So start making requests. And here's the thing. You know when it's working. Like I, I make requests at very high levels now for things. Like I make requests for outrageous things, you know? And how I know when it's really working is when people start telling me I'm crazy. Right. I'm I'm a nut bar. Right. I'm a goofball. You know, because then all of a sudden some people are getting ticked off because you're getting things, you know, like uh, back in 2007, I made a request to have a, a sponsor for, for business clothing. So when I traveled doing corporate training, uh, I wanted to have a clothing sponsor. Well, I've had one now for close to 10 years now. And they give me thousands of dollars a year in business clothing. It's product placement. So when I'm doing my corporate training, people see me dressed up in my business, my suits and ties. But then I, I generate thousands of dollars of revenue and branding and publicity for Dirks, this company, right? And, and they're a great company. So you got to be outrageous. Like my goal is to get an Audi R8 now. So I'm thinking, how do I manifest an Audi R8 without actually me paying out of pocket? How do I leverage it with OPM? So I'm thinking maybe on a board of directors or an advisory board, or I have some company I send a consulting or contract with, and as part of their, you know, their company fleet, they lease me a vehicle. Maybe I just paid insurance. We'll work something out as a win-win, fair means of exchange. So I'm looking at how do I be in the business of asking and make a request for that. But the key thing is always be asking. I've had a chance to, to be on some private islands. And, and the thing is just by asking, making a request, you get the invitation to go to a private island. You know, I, I remember one time we did this. We were at a Cactus Club cafe. And, you know, Darren's worked with tons of corporations. You worked with hotels, airlines, all these, you know, restaurants and everything. So you know from working on a corporate level to hire people what it costs them. Absolutely. For that complimentary dessert or that upgraded yep. hotel that's just vacant or the first class seat. And you phrase it as the return on investment for them mm -hmm. is that, you know, by them giving you this upgrade, you're mm -hmm. going to tell your friends, you're going to post on Facebook, you're going to be a raving fan and come back mm -hmm. again and again and again. So do you want to talk a little bit about sure. that? Sure. Yeah, so I'll give you an interesting thing about hotels. And I've done a lot of work in hotels and, 
and doing that with the Angel and Destiny. I'm along with some friends of mine that are hoteliers that actually own hotels. So I know the hard costs. I know the numbers, right? The accurate numbers. For a traditional hotel, it's between $25 and $38 per night hard cost. Right. That's, Every, their, that's cost. their hard cost. So for them to, to, to turn, over, turn that business over, that hotel room overnight, it ranges between $25 and $38 per night hard cost. So if you're in a four or five star hotel like a Fairmont or Shangri-La or Pacific Rim Hotel or something like that, the thing is, is that it's about you know, $35 to $38 for that room, five star hotel. So when you go into a hotel and you're at the front desk, for example, there's a guy or girl working at the front desk and you're checking yourself at the front desk, you may have your family with you or spouse or partner or significant other or you're by yourself. Just say, you know, I'm just curious, what would it take to receive a complimentary upgrade? And the thing is, is if they can't give you an upgrade, then ask for a discount. See, you, you don't get what you want in life, you get what you negotiate, right? Just ask your children. If you have children watching this, children are great negotiators. They don't get what they want because they know they don't always get what they want, but they get what they negotiate. Just look at children in grocery stores. They're going around the store, you know, just, just be good, Johnny, just be good. So the child's good, and as soon as they get to the checkout, boom, they freak out because there's candy at the checkout. Right. So they don't get what they want, they get what they negotiate. And they know that whoever has the most amount of certainty will win, right? Whoever has the least amount of certainty will lose. And so the thing is, is that realizing that when you go into a restaurant and you ask for a complimentary dessert or a complimentary appetizer, the hard cost for a cheesecake or a plate of nachos or salsa and cheese and chips is minimal. It's a couple dollars. But here's the thing, it's called customer acquisition, okay? So you gotta look at when you come into a restaurant or into a hotel, there's called a customer acquisition. And the, the bean counters know what it costs in terms of actuation dollars to actually bring you into that restaurant. So what's it cost in terms of promotional advertising either on or offline to bring you in to stay at the Holiday Inn for the night or stay in a, a nice hotel or rent that rental car. It costs a lot of money to acquire you as a customer. I know somebody recently was telling me it was one of the cell phone companies, I won't mention the name of the company, I know it, but I won't mention it, but it was $938 just when somebody fills out a cell phone application, it costs $938 to get that person to actually fill out the application. In terms of all the promotion, all the advertising, $938 per customer right. for acquisition costs. Wow. So it's incredible. So customers are good for business, but also understand this is the key thing is, is that what's it cost to lose a customer? It's a lot. So if you go into a restaurant and you get a company dessert that costs them two or $3 hard cost, but you tell a few friends on social media and you go back to that restaurant yep. and you're a raving fan, right. they got a good return on their investment. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, what would you say are some next level stuff for people, you know, in terms of being more motivated, just taking their life to the next level. I know we talked about just being around people at the sure. next level, but any other ideas of what people yeah. can do? I, uh, every morning what I do is I have a private conversation with myself. I have a journal and I the journal is my personal book. Nobody reads it. And I actually have a, I schedule every morning, 15 to 20 minutes of myself as a private conversation. That's awesome. And uh, it's just me and the paper. And I write whatever I want that I about my life with me and the paper. And it's the most transformational experience I think you'll ever do, uh, where you actually spend time with you. That's awesome. There's nobody around but just you in the private conversation. And most people have never had a private conversation with themselves. Right, right. And it's and I've done it now for quite a while, and it's an amazing experience, what it does to your life. Right, that's awesome. And then what about just motivation? What can people do? You think just to get more motivated towards their goals? Absolutely. Key thing is is that I don't work for anybody. I work for my goals and my dreams. So what I do is I'm always focused daily on what my goals and my dreams are. And, and I know at times I'm gonna be off track and not on target and things are gonna get thrown off and stuff like that. 
But what I do every day is I watch uh, like YouTube.com or TED.com videos. If I'm driving, I listen to educational audio programs. If I'm on a plane or, or I'm waiting for something, I'm reading constantly. And then also I, I create an environment. So if, if those you're watching right now, if you're in sales or in business, and if you're out in public or some of you are hanging out at a Starbucks coffee shop, what I always do is I go hang out in the most successful places in a city or a town. So if I'm downtown Vancouver, Canada, for example, and I've got a couple hours, I've got to meet people and I'm running around doing things and I'm in a certain location, I will go hang out at the Fairmont Pacific Rim or a certain place that's an inspiring environment. And then what I do for motivation and inspiration is every couple months, I will go to an art gallery or I'll go look at architectural buildings or I'll go onto a car lot. And what it does, it, it reminds me of just magnificence. Beauty, uh, going to the ocean, going on top of a cliff, going hiking. And then what I do every week, and I like to do it on Sunday evenings, is what we call dream building. And I will actually, I have it scheduled every week in my calendar. It reminds me. But what I do is I read through like the Rob Report magazine. I read through Private Islands magazine. I, I go onto the internet and I look at different islands, different resorts. I love travel. So so I do this I, for dream building. I'm always looking at things so if, if family is important to you, then surround yourself with family things. If travel and lifestyle is important to you, surround yourself with that kind of stuff. So I'm immersed in my environment all around me with things that resonate with my goals, my dreams, and where I want to go. And that inspires me and motivates yeah. me. Awesome. So I want to wrap up soon, but I guess another question I want to ask is what, what's your vision for your life? You know, what's, uh, what do you want to contribute to the world? Sure. Well, I'm 42 now, so my big goal now is uh, to build a net worth, financial net worth of $50 million or more. And what I want to do over the next eight to 10 years is do that, build a huge net worth. And then I want, to, I want to do a lot of still travel the world, doing corporate training, doing seminars, guest speaking at conferences and conventions. But I want to do a lot more angel investing now where we invest in companies, we scale the companies, and we do merger acquisitions or exits with the companies. I love doing that, the mentoring, the coaching. Advisory board works in on companies uh, that are growing companies. And looking at it from a perspective of my point of view of what I've done over the years, you know, I bring together, I, I have access to a lot of capital. You know, I have two partners right now that out of the United States, we just secured a fund of $250 million of liquid capital to deploy into businesses and companies throughout North America. So we don't, it's not our money, but we've leveraged it as a fund. And so I want to do a lot more angel investing, mentoring, coaching a lot of people who build up companies to create jobs, you know, help protect the environment, do things in a, in a very positive way in terms of the world, and then do a lot of board of directors and advisory board stuff. And then... The big thing for me is also is, is looking at humanitarian philanthropy stuff. So I'm driven to build wealth now, financial wealth, not as a purpo uh, not as a thing of saying, look at me, I've got a lot of money, but to say I've got a vehicle that can write checks to solve problems in the world and build schools, build orphanages, build villages, provide education, provide shelter. Because a few years ago, a gentleman taught me, a very wealthy man, he said, Darren, take any problem or challenge you've got in your life and write it down on paper. So I spent some time, I wrote all these things down and did some thought on it. And, and he says, great, he says, come back and see me. So we met a couple days later. He said, I want you to go ahead and circle any one of those problems or challenges that you cannot write a check for. And I said, well, what about, you know, I got a friend of mine, a relative of mine that's got a big fight. Well, we can hire Dr. Phil or we can hire, so, and I couldn't come up. I had a list of 200 and some things written down. It took me a few days to digest and write it down. And everything I came up with, you can write a check for. So I thought, why not go out and make a ton of money yeah. and then provide massive value, create jobs, create opportunities with this? A lot of people don't want that. 
So I want to be a huge influence to make a huge difference in the world by playing at a high level and doing that and, and just paying it forward and passing it on. That's awesome. And still traveling the world and having a lot of yeah. fun and making a yeah. difference. No, I love that. And leading by example. Yeah. And my last question is, um, well, it's more just, is there anything final that you want to say just for people that are maybe watching this that maybe they're struggling in their lives or uh, maybe they're going through debt or challenges or problems or maybe they're doing really well, they're doing awesome, but is there any last pieces that you want to share with people that can sure. help them just propel their life further? Sure. Understand this, that uh, no matter what level you're playing at in your life, you're going to have benefits and drawbacks. Everything you do in life has benefits and drawbacks. And you're going to get hugged and you're going to get slugged and you're going to get kissed and you're going to get kicked all the time. And every time you keep leveling up in your life personally or professionally, you attract a new set of problems and a new set of challenges. So if you want to build wealth, you know, you have to be smart, hire smart people, taxes, accountants, bookkeepers. You know, you have to deal with trusts, insurances, security alarms. You know, there's a whole bunch of stuff. So. For a lot of people, you know, people want certain goals and dreams, but they don't want the accountability and the self-discipline and the responsibility. They just want to be elated and have this but without this. And so understand that people are going to come and go and ebb and flow throughout your life and that understand that achieving success takes a lot of work. Uh, it's massive action. You're going to do things sometimes it's going to blow up. It's going to, you're going to fail. Your things are not going to work out when you want to. But understand that you just got to keep going and keep persevering and, and realizing that any successful man or woman who's ever achieved something great in their lives has had a lot of adversities, a lot of challenges, whether it's in their personal life or their professional life, they've overcome a lot of things. They may cover it up or may hide it very well, but you know, I've dealt with some of the most successful people on planet Earth that are friends of mine, people I've met, and, 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 and I tell you, they go through a couple things. I was just with a billionaire recently at, at a professional sporting event, hanging out with the guy. And he was telling me some of the stuff he was going through on a personal level, but also on a business level. And it was like, oh my gosh. So what I've learned in my life is if you've got a problem or got a challenge, level yourself up and get around somebody who's got a bigger problem or challenge you because it will make your problem or challenge seem a lot smaller. And so if you're struggling with debt right now, understand there's two kinds of debt. There's good debt and there's bad debt. But here's the thing how you turn debt around because I've had a lot of debt in my life in the past. Right? And when I went through all that stuff, owing money and all that stuff, co-signing all those loans for people, not intentionally do it, but I was trying to be a nice guy, is that the way you accelerate getting out of debt is realize that debt means that somebody or some institution or some organization believed in you. And the fastest way to pay off debt, whatever kind of debt it is, is to go out and be in service to people. And by being in service to lots of people, your debt will get taken off a lot faster. It's how we go out and serve people with products and services and opportunities to serve people. And realize that every day you wake up, you got to get up and you got to take action. You know, we're taught that knowledge is power. Well, what if the data is wrong? Then you're screwed, right? Knowledge isn't power. It's only potential power. What gives you true power is taking massive action. So the key thing is whatever you want to do in your life is you got to take massive action. If you're not going to take massive action, surround yourself with people who take massive action and be part of that dream team to get things done. But in life, it's reasons or it's results. And the thing is, people will watch you by your actions. And I've learned from my own life that if you're willing to do what's hard, then your life becomes easier. But if you do what's easy, your life becomes harder. And you know what? Luck is preparation meeting opportunity. If you work really hard, you'll have some lucky breaks. I've had some lucky breaks in my life right now. It didn't come easy. I had to put in a lot of time, thousands of hours, but I've had some lucky breaks. But it comes as a result of preparation meeting opportunity. And you know what? Write out what you want to do in your life. 
and then realize that get around people. Because if the fastest way, if you want to make more money quickly, you and I both made money in life, the fast way of wanting to make money is number one is look at your peer group, the five people you hang out with and spend the most time with. And if you up-level your peer group to the next level, people who make more money than you or more successful than you, as soon as you level up your peer group, then your self-worth increases. And when your self-worth increases and you feel better about yourself, then money follows right behind it very quickly. Right. You probably experienced that. Yeah, as soon as you increase your self-worth, money falls quickly. For sure, for sure. Awesome, man. I want to thank you so much. You're welcome. I think this is going to help a lot for of sure. people. And um, I'm going to share this with people. And for the, those of you that are watching, um, make sure to leave a comment below. Um, and you just want to maybe just tell people how they can get a hold of you and how they can sure. find out more about Darren Jacklin. Yeah. I'm, uh, if you want to check out my internet website, uh, it's triple W. It's DarrenJacklin.com. You might post it below yeah. the video, DarrenJacklin.com. I'm also on, uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's Mega Manifester is my Twitter handle, Mega Manifester. You can also go to Facebook. I'm under Darren Jacklin or on LinkedIn under Darren Jacklin. And uh, looking forward to meeting you someday. I travel all over the world, over 200 days of calendar years. So wherever you are in the world watching this video, in which country, in which city, on what continent, we just might get a chance to meet someday in person. If you're at an airport or a live event sometime or in some city, come up and say hello. And it would be great to meet you sometime in person. Awesome. Thank you very much for watching. We'll see you guys again soon. See you soon. Thanks for listening to the Project Life Mastery Podcast. Make sure to visit the blog at www.projectlifemastery.com for more videos, podcasts, and articles that can help you take your life to the next level. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.